Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, This is our 400th episode. Sort of uh, amazing and interesting. <clears throat> to reflect upon that. Try to do one of these every day. Uh, haven't been always successful. I think I've missed one day out of 400. And uh, it, it, sometimes you have those days. You ever have those days? I was going to do it in the morning, intended to do it, and something came up, something else came up, and it wound up being just a crazy day. And I thought about it the next morning. I thought, did I do that yesterday? And and I didn't. <laughs> well, okay. I guess I wasn't supposed to do it, right? Sometimes that happens. So anyway, uh, the whole point of this, and I haven't really reviewed this of late, is uh, I just felt that it would be uh, good for us to just gather together around the Word of God in a short format, try to keep these things less than 10 minutes. More often than not, they're seven or eight minutes long. And in my mind, they're actually sort of designed for about the length of time it takes to drive from one side of town where I live to the other side of town. Depends on how you hit the red lights. If you hit the red lights, great, you can do it in three minutes. If you don't hit the red lights exactly right, it'll take 15, <laughs> right? But literally, just to where you can sit there and hit a podcast on your phone or in your car or on your computer, your tablet, whatever, and just on a consistent basis just to be thinking through and meditating upon the Word of God. So that's what we're doing. And uh, you can go back and you find uh, all the episodes are all online in various places in various ways. Uh, probably the easiest way is just go to my website. It's just just my name, Dale Moore, then .tv. And uh, and you'll find a blog. I do a daily blog also, which is on different subject matters. So you'll find a blog. You'll find uh, Bible studies. Uh, I do online Bible studies, and you can uh, watch those online Bible studies also. So we're in the book of John right now, and we've reached the third chapter. And if you say the third chapter of the book of John, the most people, particularly people uh, that have grown up in church or have a religious background or something. Uh, if you say, uh, what do you know about John 3? They're going to immediately launch into John 3, verse 16. And that is good in it as well. But I think it's going to be even more amazing when we see the context of it. And we're going to take our time a little bit on this. We may take three or four episodes just to get through this account that leads up to John 3, 16. Because what you're seeing, and this is really... Uh, it starts fleshing itself out in this chapter. Is all through, John is saying, you must believe. You must believe. And he says it and records Jesus saying it in a multitude of ways. It's just not in John 3, 16 that he says that you believe and believe upon the only begotten Son, the unique Son of God. He says it throughout in various ways. So what happens in John 3, beginning with verse 1, is that Jesus has an encounter. So listen to this. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. So in the first verse right here, the the scene is set. You have this man. He's a Pharisee. He's a religious ruler. And there's nothing wrong. Quite often when we hear the name or the group Pharisee, we think, oh, oh, they're evil men. No, they weren't. Okay, Uh, They would be, in today's nomenclature, they would be the conservatives of the day. The Sadducees would be the liberals. And so uh, he was a religious ruler. He was respected. And he's a ruler of the Jews. And so he is uh, high up within the Pharisees. Okay, So he's a ruler in some form or fashion. We're not told exactly how. So Nicodemus, he's a ruler of the Jews, verse 2. 
This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you've come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Now, there's a lot of times in Scripture, particularly when these uh, personal encounters that Jesus has with folks, that I so wish that we we had video recordings of it, you know, where we could see the body language of it. Because then Nicodemus come in and say, a rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Did he come like that? Or did he come and say, rabbi, we know that you've come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. In other words, did he come in that pious arrogance of the religion? It's full of hubris, okay? Or did he come in humility of one who was a ruler of the Jews and a Pharisee and really wanted to know? Well, people say, you can't really tell right here. Well, you can't really tell, but when you start seeing the story, and then you see the end of John and how it sort of ends with Nicodemus, I, I'm going to tell you this from the fourth right. I think he was really searching. I think he's seeking. I think he wants to understand. He knows what the other Jewish leaders are saying. We've already seen little hints about that, and we're going to see even more. <clears throat> okay, Remember what they said when he came in, about what authority are you cleaning out this temple here? You know, that Nicodemus was part of that group, okay? So he's seen this stuff. But he searches Jesus out by night. So that lets us know that, uh, you know, he's trying to lay low. He's trying to figure out what's going on here. Why by night? Well, perhaps he's hiding from the Pharisees. I highly suspect that's what it was. He didn't really want anybody to know that he's doing a little clandestine, uh, searching out of this person, trying to figure out what's going on here, okay? Totally legitimate. Also, it could be by night because by day, Jesus is constantly surrounded, surrounded by the people. And I think he was really wanting to know, okay? he really wanted to know more about him. Uh, but you couldn't do it with all the people pressing in, particularly because he's a ruler of the Jews and his rulers of Jew. He's going to stand there and he's going to watch and he's going to listen, but he's not going to reveal his cards yet. So he literally comes to Jesus and he declares, hey, I, I, teacher, I know that you're a teacher. I know, and he's notice this, he says, we, and that's going to be really interesting in a few verses later. He says, we know that you've come from God. And like, who be the we? Is this the Queen's English, you know, that where we're saying we when we really mean me, which is a, uh, an appropriate use of language if you understand what's going on. Uh, or is he really saying that we as the Pharisees, we know that you've come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these miracles? That's interesting. Uh, he's doing these great miracles. I'm acknowledging that you're a teacher, and we know that you're a teacher. And we're just assuming these miracles are verifying what you're teaching, that these signs, that no one can do this unless God is with them. Now, we saw in the last episode that Jesus didn't entrust himself to man at all because he knew what was inside of man. So how's Jesus going to handle this? Well, let's look at this one verse right here, and then we'll be done. We'll continue on, okay? Jesus doesn't let him off the hook. Jesus doesn't get into a theological debate with him, though he sort of does. What Jesus does is just cut to just cut to it. Okay, verse three. Jesus answered and said to him, "Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven." Now we know John three sixteen. We know the born again. But here Jesus is saying in John 3, 3, and then you're going to see this whole concept for many, many verses and chapters. Jesus just cut, like, 
what in the world is going on? The rabbi, I mean, uh, the Pharisee, Nicodemus, didn't really ask a question. Listen to it again. Rabbi, we know that you've come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. It's not a question. It's just a statement. So what's he saying? Is he trying to kick off a conversation? Is he wanting Jesus to verify that he's the prophet, that he's Elijah, that he's Messiah? You know, what is he asking? And Jesus isn't getting into that. He just cuts to it and says, let me tell you something. That's what that truly, truly means. Really listen to me right here. I say this to you. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. See, I don't think Nicodemus was being combative when he came. I don't think he's functioning within that religionist type of attitude. I think he was really, really seeking right here. And that Jesus' heart is just poured out. And I can just hear Jesus nearly whispering because they're in the dark. You know, comes to him by night. He's sitting there. He got a candle or whatever. You're in a little room, you know. And he says, let me tell you, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was just giving him the key to unlock the door and throwing the door wide open in a way that Nicodemus just it, it, it shocked him. He didn't know what to do with it. We'll see that next time, okay? The Lord has done the same thing for us, okay? He's doing the same thing for us. I encourage you to walk through that door. <laughs> again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.